Hi, my name is Marissa Klein. I'm the founder of Choice Fashion and Media and co-host of the career inspiration podcast, The Dreamcatchers. And I am Jamie Stozer, the other co-host of The Dreamcatchers and the VP of Fashion and Media at Choice Associates. Up next is a special edition of The Dreamcatchers. We've curated our favorite dreamers and doers for an inspirational conversation. Thanks for joining us and hope you enjoy. Good morning, everyone. Almost afternoon. What time is it? Morning. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for being here today. What a lovely background we've got today. Switched it up a little bit. I'm Jamie Stozer, for those of you that don't know me. I'm one half of the Dreamcatchers, my sister Marissa at the end over here. We are going to be your moderators for today's conversation with a special guest moderator, co-host, Paula. You want to introduce yourself to the audience as well? Yes, sure. I'm Paula Samudio. I'm the lead designer at Bellworks and the creative director. And I love today because we're going to have a special day for International Women's Day, mm-hmm. uh, Choose to Challenge. And we're here with an amazing group of women that I I know a few, but I'm happy to learn to know, know you both. And I'm very happy to be here. So super excited. Awesome. Thank you for being yes. here, Paula. We're so happy to have you on the panel today. Marissa, do you want to go ahead and say a few words to the audience? Well, I, w- I wanted to welcome everyone back. It feels like spring has sprung officially. Um, and I think our backdrop certainly helps. It's always an honor and a privilege and a pleasure to be here um, at Bellworks, our second home. Every time I come here, I feel that much more connected to my old self and my career, which is my truth. Um, it is nice to be surrounded by such inspiring women today. Um, I will not take credit. Paula and Brooke handpicked some really talented individuals to contribute. And then I brought in a, a couple of sisters because I happen to have a soft spot for sisters that work together. I can't imagine why, um, to the conversation today. And our conversation today at, at Paula's suggestion is about the theme for this year's International Women's Day, which is the Choose to Challenge. Choose to Challenge. How about that? I really, I had 25 days to get it right. I'm almost done. (laughs) Choose to Challenge. Choose to Challenge. Um, Which I think all of us uh, have done in our careers and also in our personal lives for decades now, or at least decades for me. I won't speak for all of you. Um, A couple decades. Today, we, Jamie and I have been doing this for a long time as partners with Paula and Brooke um, and the team here at Bellworks. We go through a little bit of history, but the intention is that we have a great dialogue about today's topic, and I can't wait to see what we all chat up. Yeah, and th- you know, honestly, I'm just thrilled to be here. This is a, a different spot for us. It's the first time I'm doing one of these without my mask on, which feels really nice. As much as I'd love to be closer to you all, I'm happy to be six feet apart with these beautiful trees behind us. Um, so again, thank you for being here. Again, to reiterate, our theme is Choose to Challenge. Um, our parent company, which is our dad's company, is called Choice. So um, we have always been very, um, I guess, groomed to think about how to look at the word choose and choice and that everything we do in life is a choice. And I think what we are here today to talk about is the choice we have all made in our careers as to what we do, why we do it, how we got there. And now as women, you know, 
a few decades, a couple de a decade, a couple decades into our careers, what choices are we making every day to challenge the norms, to challenge, you know, our coworkers, ourselves to be a, the best version of ourselves. So again, thank you for being here. We're going to go around and have everyone just introduce themselves fast. Tell us who you are, where you work, why you're here today. Um, do you work in the building? Do you work locally? Just give us a quick rundown and then we're going to take time to kind of get to know you all a little bit better. But we can start on this end. You can go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone. Hi, I'm Courtney. Um, I own uh, Rising Up Gardens with my sister uh, that we started uh, about a year ago now. Um, not, we're not a year yet. We'll be a year. Almost. April 10th. Yes. She's rounding yeah. up. It's okay. <laughs> Close. That's the first sister dynamic yeah. we've seen. Yeah. We're going to see more, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, we, do, we don't work in the building, but we're local. We're based out of Atlantic Highlands. Um, so we do a lot for Monmouth County and, um, yeah. you know, but all of, all of New Jersey. Yeah, we, we do ship Nash, uh, sorry, we ship the Northeast right now, um, along the Northeast, and we're actually on Kickstarter trying to fund us to go mid and West Coast because we, we love to be national. Um, that's but exciting. It you is. tell us a little bit of what it is that you're doing. And also oh. tell us your name. You didn't oh, yeah, say sorry. your name yet. Brittany, I know. She we're forgets, so, she forgets she, to introduce me. She's so, <laughs> she's so wrapped up in the logistics of explaining. <laughs> tell us who you are and um, then tell us a little bit more about what Rising Up Gardens sure. is. Sure. Um, my name is Brittany Groves. Um, we, Rising Up Gardens is, uh, we have uh, miniature herb and vegetable container gardens for the home. So um, the idea was that, you know, our, our father started a business, you know, as you mentioned, uh, our father started a business 30, 35 years ago. Um, I, I went to Manhattan to pursue a career in event planning and my sister actually went right into the family business from college. So um, for us, it was a great partnership to come together for her garden knowledge and my knowledge of events and marketing. Um, but what we do is we took a, a portion of his business um, because he has a full garden center. So we took the herb and vegetable portion of his business and we put it online. Um, and we also brought our love for farmhouse style um, and just our, our unique approach to making collections. So, you know, our, one of our biggest sellers was our, or is our cocktail club. Um, and it's mint, strawberry and I rosemary. I can't imagine why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I know I'm, I'm going off a little topic here, but, um, you know, with the pandemic, uh, the gardening business blew, uh, you know, bloomed as we say, mm -hmm. um, and everyone's home, everyone's looking for house projects. Um, people are cooking now, more so than ever before. And, you know, we've always been surrounded by this business, but it hasn't necessarily been in front of many other people. Mm -hmm. So we took that, knowing that, um, we took that part of the business online. We started these miniature collections and we tried to get it, you know, in front of as many people as we possibly could to say, you know, we know you're home cooking now. Um, you might not Definitely be... Definitely making cocktails. making yes. cocktails. Uh, you know, you might not be a professional gardener, but here's an easy way for you to start gardening. Um, it's extremely therapeutic. Um, it's relaxing. It gets you outside. Um, it gives you a little activity to do at home um, with yourself, with your friends, with your husband, with your kids. Um, so it's really um, something that has been 
it's I mean we've seen an amazing um, it's been we like to say that it, you're bringing your garden to your kitchen to your kitchen so all you need is a window yes that's it. So, so you don't have to have that. a backyard and a whole right. garden it's bringing one. it right to yeah. your kitchen <laughs> and you know we are both of us neither one of us have big garden beds you know in our backyard so I we both love container gardening um, and you can have sounds like something maybe I can swing <laughs> without killing yeah so yeah. Um, my mom plants all my everything and our mom does it for us and she'll be like we joke lit every day. Did you water? You didn't water enough. You watered too much. I'm like, mom. <laughs> and the good thing is these gardens are really easy to maintain. Yeah. Um, you know, because they're small, um, they, you know, all they need is sunlight. Um, so it's been, and we have lots of different collections and we do have the vegetables as well because it's so rewarding to see something that you planted grow and, and, you know, the sustainable living, you know, eating from your garden. There's something so rewarding about that. that. Well, congratulations. Yes. And thank, thank you guys for being thank here. You. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Go ahead. You're next. Introduce yourself to everyone. Hi. Thank you. That's really awesome, by the way. Um, my name is Jylan Fueyo, and I'm the founder of Modern Hippie. We don't work in this building, but we are local. Um, and our brand is basically, it's a lifestyle brand, and it's, it's kind of like a hybrid of... Uh, services and clothing and events and basically our main purpose is to kind of just make an impact in the community of inspiring others to be who they are because it's our personal belief that the more you are yourself like the better you'll be in the world and if you're a better person in the world then hopefully that'll make the world a better place um, and it's just step one of a large elaborate project that we're, we've been working on that is inspired through art and frequencies and just, you know, all around just spreading good vibes and happiness. I love it. And I have to add something. Jalene is an artist and she paints beautifully. Thank you. She made a beautiful painting of my baby, Joycey, my dog. Oh, I saw and that on your social media. Yes. And I didn't and realize she, that was you. I and love she's that. so talented and she just like has all this creativity in her. It's like, I want just like a big Surrounded. bottle yeah, of creativity. So, I love that. So yeah, everybody Thank you for follow being her. Here. Yeah. That's Thank amazing. So yes. Okay, and now this side. Okay, I think By I'm the way, up. we didn't do this purposely, but we've got this like entrepreneurial, like a little bit more whimsical side, and now we have a little bit more of our like interesting science cerebral, <laughs> yes, science, health, finance side. Go ahead. All right. Um, I'm Dr. Melissa Rivera Morano. I am the owner of MRM Psychological Testing and Clinical Services. It's a, it's a big name. I had to rethink that. My email's very long, too. <laughs> um, so I'm a licensed psychologist. Um, I've been a licensed psychologist now for over 20 years and um, went from solo practice to a group practice almost six years ago. Uh, we've just expanded to our second location here at, uh, at Bell Works. So we're in the Bell Health Suite. And our services are integrative. So we have what you would imagine as traditional therapeutic services, individual, family, adult, child, um, assessment services. As a psychologist, I do a lot of testing. So differential diagnosis, neuropsych learning evaluations, um, but we also provide Reiki, yoga therapy, um, and really try to have, again, a very holistic way of um, helping our patients be the best that they could be and um, getting them to that better health. 
I love that. And are you working out of here full time now or where are you yeah, located? So our primary location is in Freehold. Um, as I mentioned before, it's an interesting time to open a second location, but um, we just opened up here recently. I have two psycho two clinicians here, one psychologist and one's an LCA DC LPC who are primarily at this office. And um, I come in as needed. My primary spot is in Freehold awesome. for me. Thank awesome. You. Well, welcome. Thanks Thank for you. being here. Thank you. That still sounded whimsical and spiritual to me. So <laughs> I will round it out with being the least boring or the most boring person on the panel. Um, I'm the partner and founder of the Fortis Agency. I'm Christine Cox West. We're a wealth management and financial services firm. And I'm also the founder of DrDrDI.com, where I work exclusively with doctors and physicians throughout the country. Um, we moved into Bellworks um, probably two years ago, and we're currently negotiating a lease on the first floor to tr almost triple our size. So um, we've experienced a lot of growth here, and we're very grateful for Bellworks um, for being a big component of that. Yay. I love it. Yay. I love that. Um, okay. So obviously people from to totally different types of backgrounds, um, Marissa and I included, we both Came from Marissa came from corporate fashion. I was in corporate HR. We worked for our family's staffing firm, recruiting firm for the last um, teen years. Marissa longer than me. Um, who's older? No, I'm just kidding. Are you twins? Um, we're not twins. Um, so we um, are here today as the Dreamcatchers, which is an extension of our um, our company, which is our podcast, and now kind of expanding into more. And when we interview people, I think this might be, when it's live, I'll, I'll know for sure. And Maris, who does our marketing, would probably know this answer. But I believe this is our 48th episode um, of our podcast. So we've been doing this a little bit of time now. And my favorite question, it doesn't matter who I'm interviewing on a panel, one-on-one, -on -one, a variety of the two. Our favorite question is always this one, which is, we're going to ask everyone. So take a moment. We did prepare you, so I, I can't say that it's completely coming out of the blue. But um, if you could remember back, as far as you can remember, what did you want to be when you grew up? Because I'm going to guess most of you would not answer what you're doing now. But what we always love to do is kind of correlate what you say to the path you ended up taking. Because it does, as you probably could think to yourself, there's something about what you wanted to do when you were little that translates to kind of who you've become as a woman. Before anyone so, answers, I'm willing to wager that there's one person on the panel that knew what she wanted to be when she grows up, grew up and is doing mostly what she thought. Correct. Okay, so I'm not betting anything of real value. I'm just putting my intuition out there and letting you know that I'm, that's my guess. She's only putting part of her intuition out there, though, because she's not telling us who she means. I, she I, could say, I'm going to say that the person is on this side of the room. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go the opposite way this time, and everyone's going to tell us what their earliest memory of, was of what they wanted to be when you grew up. Well, I come from an engineering family. My mom actually worked at Bell Labs back in the day and came here. Oh, I love here. that. And um, so I was basically forced to be an engineer from the time I was in eighth grade. They made me apply to the Academy for Math Mathematics, Science, and Engineering, which I got into, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I quit right before it because uh, I wanted to be an event planner and like plan weddings and stuff. Um, and... Uh, although I didn't follow that path, actually in college, I wrote down, I, I was an accounting and uh, management major, and I wrote down, somebody sent me the picture, I wrote down at 20 years old that I wanted to own my own business, be married, and have two boys, a girl, and a dog by the time I was 28. And weirdly enough, I'm 
I'm older than that now, but at that time I was married, had two boys, a girl, and um, no dog, thank God. But and, and I own my own business, so sometimes it's like you put it on the universe and it happens. I love that. Amazing. What about you? So Marissa's very intuitive. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. So I have to say that um, my dad's a teacher and he had a really huge bookcase. Um, and what I was able to reach as a kid, for some reason, were all these psychology books, which I was way into. Um, I went to Catholic school in Jersey City and we used to have, I'm really dating myself, these autograph books at the end of the school year where everybody like signs stuff. And in there it said, what do you want to be? And, you know, future, and I had put psychologist. I knew it. So here I am. <laughs> Guys, I'm throwing it all in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's good. She's good. Um, I really haven't strayed from that path. I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do. I went straight from undergrad to get my doctorate, got my, really been very not taking any pauses, even with kids. Um, so, yeah, living my life as a psychologist. I'm really loving awesome. it. I love my work. I love that. And, you know, Marissa's, you know, I, I had a feeling she meant you because we do have a theory. There are certain people, certain professions that if you do that now, there's likely something in there that you said that from a very young age, like teachers tend to say they want to be teachers when they grow up. Doctors tend to say they want to be doctors. And then there's a lot of gray in between, like the rest of us, yeah. like we all had a thousand dreams. Um, Paolo, what did you want to be when you grew up? Did you remember? I actually rem I think I, I feel remember. like you, you told us this once and I don't remember what it is. I wanted to do so many things, <laughs> everything. I wanted to be in the theater. I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to paint. I wanted to be a decorator. I wanted to But you're design. doing a lot of those so things I think now. I'm doing a little bit of yeah. everything now. Like, um, just, I always love art and, and colors and design and music. So, uh, that's that I was always in like doing things mm -hmm. and then I found myself. So. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty much what you're doing now in some way, shape or form yeah. as a creative director. I yeah. love that. Thank you. And what about you? What did you want to be? Um, so I wanted to be a paleontologist and a scientist. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would definitely say I'm not a paleontologist right now. Yeah. I definitely don't dig up dinosaur bones or anything like that. Um, and I'm not a scientist, but my art is very science-based. So I do a lot of research on like science, uh, DNA and like junk DNA. And then it also has a lot of ancient culture stuff mixed in. So it's kind of like, I didn't do Not any of those things, yeah. but like I mixed it in with art somehow and, and then started a clothing company too. I don't know. <laughs> so. See, it does somehow correlate. But sometimes we have to like find it, but it's there. So I wanted to move to New York and be a fashion designer. I moved to New York. That I did. Um, but I did not be a fashion designer. Um, my husband can sketch Disney princesses better than I can. And I took years of art class. <laughs> so I think I, I failed on that. But I did go in. I did go to LIM, which is a mm -hmm. the college uh, for fashion. We um, work closely with LIM. I think I told you that when we talked. Yeah. About yeah. And I, I did change my major um, to marketing there. So but then and that, you know, brought me right into the events world in the city. So it all kind of ties together. Sure. Um, but my artistic ability never, never happened for me. <laughs> it came out in different ways. It did. For me. It did. I just, I, I wish I could draw better than I, I than I can. <laughs> and I actually, uh, I am doing what I, I wanted to She's do. Number two. I, 
Or oh I thought yes, it. yes. I uh, I guess growing up with my dad's business, I always wanted to be in the family business, always being around the flowers, the plants, the outdoors. It was just something that I knew I wanted to do as a kid. I always worked there as a kid, so I kind of went to college knowing that I was going to come back home and, and do that. It's just something I was really into. I love that. And, you know, I think sometimes the family business, sometimes you're surrounding, sometimes it's a mentor, sometimes it's, I mean... Literally, we have these conversations all day, every single day, and then now as part of the podcast, and it never ceases to amaze me. Paleontologist might be a new one, although we had one. We've had this week that was the study of bugs, and we're like, I forget the word, by the way. Yes, entomologist. I, I was going to say arachnid. That's spiders, um, and that's fear of spiders. So forgive me, but um, yeah, like those, those. But the fact that you're able to correlate the two is is very cool to me. Um, so we're going to go back the other way besides you, cause you actually are doing what you wanted to do. Tell us about your aha moment. Like what, what went from that person that you were and kind of the course you took from there, you went to fashion school. When did this happen? Was it because of COVID? Was it before that? Was it wanting to work with your sister? Tell us a little bit about your aha moment. And, and don't kind be of- shy. If that aha moment happens to correlate with our theme this month, which I think for some of us, it might. Correct. Um, we were like choosing that new yes. path. Right. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, for, for me, um, it, I mean, COVID, the pandemic actually worked out timing wise very perfectly for, for my life. Um, you know, I was working in the city, you know, doing the commute. I had just had my son and I was looking for a change. You know, I already had, I have a three and a half year old daughter and my son just turned two. Um, but at that time, you know, I was, I was really starting to look for a change. Um, and it just worked out where I, um, I, I, the pandemic happened. I was not commuting anymore. And I was like, this is it. This is my, my time to make that change. And it, it almost kind of got a forced hand in a sense too, because the events industry was very different all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, with the pandemic. So, um, you know, I, I was home and we were talking and we just felt like it was the perfect time to finally start this. We had talked throughout the years, but we never, pulled the trigger on anything. So it was a, it, it all lined up, you know, the stars aligned. We were like, this is it. We're going to do this now. Um, and it's been a, it's been a real challenge because, you know, we started this business in the middle of the pandemic when we had two toddlers at home, you know, we both have the same age children. Um, neither one of them are in school or they, if, even if they were, they weren't going to school at that time. We didn't have any sitters. Our husbands were working. Um, so we started this, you know, while taking care of little children, um, you know, and it's, it's been, it, it really now I look back, you know, it, I really know what mom boss means. You know, you are, you are a mom all day, every day, you put the kids to bed, you now work on your, you know, business venture from the date, the time they go to bed, you know, through the night, if they wake up in the middle of the night, you're up with them then, you know, and then the day starts again. So, um, you know, we truly have a 24 hour job, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's amazing that we were able to, to start this and it's been so exciting. You know, we're so excited every day for, you know, the next steps in, in this business. So I love it. Um, I guess for me, Modern Hippie was started five years ago. Um, before this, I worked for a company called Bedway doing marketing. 
Um, and it was really great, but something just felt like it was missing and I, I couldn't really put my finger on it. And for lack of a better term, it was almost kind of like a, almost like a supernatural type of aha, like moment where everything just kind of came to me at once. So I kind of saw like a 10 year span in like one minute. And then I've been just trying to like recreate it since basically, mm -hmm. like starting with modern hippie and then, you know, through the next phases, through the art. And then everything else that I'm going to reveal in the up upcoming years is just something that I kind of just saw and I've been just doing everything I can to recreate it. So it's a little bit like supernatural, but it's, that's I how love it, went. it. I got, I, you know, you're talking so. to the right girls. I love a vision. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, I love that. I'm sure that a lot of us could probably relate to that. And when you see something and she wrote it down in a book, like when she was how many years old, it's, it, you know, I think at the end of the day, sometimes you just kind of like know what you're meant to do. Manifest it. Yeah. And, you know, Marissa and I, we, we, we took a walk, I would say 15 years ago at this point, um, and talked about a business plan and then, you know, tripped into our dad's businesses and then we had babies and, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, it could be a pandemic. It could be a, like a vision or combination. All of a sudden you're like, I got it. I know what I want to do and I need to figure out a way to get there. And I think that's what makes us all kind of cut from the same cloth is that, we did do that. We figured it out. And now we're living proof of, of that. So I love that. I love that story. So what about you? You obviously had an aha moment at a very young age, but, and you just went yeah. to school for a hundred years to figure I did, it out. I did go to school for a very long time. Yeah. But I guess I was thinking here that I've had two moments in my life where, um, that choice part was there and, one of it, the first one was when I left working, I was working at a community uh, clinic in Newark and um, had my second son. So I was thinking about like the choices that especially for those who start families, mm -hmm. um, that a lot of times they gear those moments of change for sure. us, right? Because we're trying to figure out how to continue to pursue a career while being good mommies. Mm -hmm. um, and so that led me to go towards private practice for the flexibility. Um, although when you're going for your doctorate, you, we, you do a lot. And so you're always used to doing a lot. So I had private practice and then I was working, I was teaching, I was working at the hospital. So it's still busy, but, um, but it allowed that flexibility. And then the second happened when I started the group practice. So solo practice. Um, and honestly, I got pretty tired of being at the, um, at the whim of landlords and uh, individuals who I had to pay rent to and who may decide that they want to now increase it or they're leasing it to someone else. I said, I'm kind of ready to be my own boss and to really own my own place. And the only practices I had ever worked for were male owned. And so I kind of got excited about also being, um, you know, starting a group practice and being a female owner to it. So that was that other moment. And that was about six years ago. So... I'm sitting here putting together the pieces of how I've like challenged everything in my life now. Um, so when my parents wanted me to go to engineering school, I said no, and I didn't do it. And then I had full rides at other schools, and I said no, and I went to TCNJ, the most expensive school on my list. My dad told me to be an accountant, so I studied for accounting, and I realized I hated it. So I said no, and I went into um, financial planning, which is, I, I felt... Um, a better combination of helping people and the skill set I had as opposed to checking people's work and doing more simple math. And um, even simple in this... for you. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's... Well, I appreciate 
accountants this time of year, trust me. Um, I just don't want to be one. And um, even in my industry, you know, I worked my way up to, I was the vice president of a firm nearby. And um, my, along with my other three partners, we saw things that we didn't like in our industry. And we said no. And we challenged all that. And we created something that we believe is really special and very forward thinking in our business. So I appreciate this because I'm realizing how I've challenged um, probably everyone that's been um, in an authority position of mine in my whole life now. Yeah, good for you. Choose to challenge is just like a really PC way of saying a lot of other things that we could have said over the course of our careers to be like, mm, no, like and, I'm going to do that a little differently. And also it's like the moments that sometimes are super hard and you have to make a decision. Those are the moments that either you make a decision and it betters your life or you don't. And I, mm -hmm. and I, and now I'm also thinking sitting yeah. here and listening to everybody that the moments that really defined my life were the moments that I was like, what do I do next? And I chose to challenge to do that next thing and the next thing. So mm -hmm. those moments are very important. I think a hundred percent. And yeah. I think that's something that we've learned this year. I mean, all of us can probably oh, yeah. agree this year alone has challenged us in every single possible way. Right. So how do we make those choices during one of the most challenging years? Look at me using the words in every way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's something Marissa and I launched a, a new part of our brand during the pandemic. I think that that's something that we are really inspired by. And that's why we do these conversations, because I think it inspires others who are listening about, you know, if we can do it and we're just, you know, moms from New Jersey, as I like to say, then everybody can do Speak it. Speak for yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of moms, I you're a mom wanna, from New Jersey. I do want to call attention to that there's, there's a beautiful woman in the audience that could validate one of our panelists. So let's just wave to Paola's mom real quick. Hey, <laughs> Looks like a sister. Looks like her sister. Um, so we can maybe ask her maybe later if, if she remembers all the things that you wanted to be when you grew up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just remember also I wanted to be an FBI agent at oh, some point. Right I could <laughs> see you doing that. I, right? Like I actually could see you doing that, but you would be in like really great superhero garb. Yeah, yeah you would have like an like, like, I was very cool serious. Tools. It would be good. I was serious about it. I, 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 I actually, if you were one right now, I wouldn't be that surprised. <laughs> the truth is. <laughs> She's like, actually, that's why we're here today, everyone. I She's want like, to no, here to the business it. around this. Sorry, building. Brooke, like you were duped. <laughs> so, Paola, do you want to focus the crew now on some of your thoughts and, and, yes. and, and feelings for this month's theme? Absolutely. She's bringing it up on her iPad. Yeah, she's so digital yeah, no, and advanced. To, it's because she, she's she breaking into the. She's hacking into the system. Now. She doesn't love. She doesn't love the way my my wrinkly. She doesn't like the way this wrinkly did out. I'm like pulling this out of my bag. No, yours looks like, better than mine. Go ahead. Um, I think. Well, I want to ask a few questions and see, like, kind of like see what you guys think about this, especially because the topic of this this year's uh, women's day, women's. Uh, month is choose to challenge. So my question is, um, how are you challenging the system to open doors to other women in your, in your workforce, something? So, um, I guess my answer to that would be, um, just showing other women, other moms that they can, they can do anything and, and be anything that they want. It's, sometimes very hard and you can't always give a hundred percent to, to your business and to working, but, um, you know, you can do it and you can make it work. 
Yeah, and like leading by example, like even if it's just like someone sees you and they're so inspired, like I'm, I'm listening to what you guys said. You, you were in the pandemic. You took the horse, but is, is that how they say the? No, the horse by the rain. Horse by the rain. <laughs> yeah, that, yes, the horse. I don't know. The horse, and, the rain. And you just did. The, yeah. You're doing this, and it's so satisfying, and it's giving you so much joy. It's, it's that's it is something. It's, it that's is something it's very, very satisfying. Inspiring. Yes, to yeah. know that you. I didn't think that I would ever go back to work. Um, you know, I thought I was going to just be a stay-at-home mom, and then this worked out. But it's hard. I don't have a you know a lot of help, and it's it's hard with kids for sure. That's great. Trying yeah. to balance it all. The work-life balance is Good. is very challenging. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I exactly what she said. You know, any if we can do it, any anybody can yeah. do it. And you know, I think if you are passionate about something, you should you should pursue it. Um, this pandemic has you know. I, because you're working from home, most of us, I feel like it's given you a different, you know, outlook on life and your time. Um, and you know, there was a commercial. I now forget what brand it was, but uh, it was out during the Super Bowl, and it was saying uh, working five to nine. And yeah. you know, it was. It, I now I forget what brand it was. It was a Dolly Parton ad, but I don't yeah. remember what it was for either. And you Sadly. know, and it's it was really geared towards like that new entrepreneur that's coming out on everyone because now you're you're working nine to five, but now your side hustle is five to nine. Was it indeed? Was it four? We, we, we highlighted it. I think it was yeah. indeed. I'm going to look it up. I'm not yeah. going on my phone. Continue <laughs> talking. Cause I'm now I'm bothered <laughs> no, by that. That, that was, was like it. working no, five no, to nine. I, exactly. But I thought it was, <laughs> it was my favorite ad actually. It was, it, of it, the, and it was mine too. And I'm upset that I forget the brand. It's going to work. Don't worry. We're going <laughs> to figure it out. Indeed. It's I think indeed. it is indeed. Before and before yeah. and before we move off of you guys as a as a PS, I just have I have a, a question that I think goes with the the choose to challenge. You know, you were joining a family business by run by your father, yeah. who is a man. Yeah. Um, and it was Squarespace. Sorry, oh. Oh. there was another Indeed that was really good. And Marissa and I felt very proud that the, like multiple. Um, uh, commercials that we loved were career focused commercials. Right. Yes. Cause that was cool for me and us. So I, I'm just curious, how did, how did he respond to you wanting to do this big change? One during a pandemic two while you're both home with little kids. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious to his response. And I, I'm not putting you on the hot seat. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm empathizing as I have a similar, right. Personal yes. situation. And I'm curious to see how he did. I think it's, it, well, I'll let, my sister speak as well, but, um, about this, cause she's closer, um, to the, the business, you know, all the years working with him, um, leading up to this point. But, you know, I, I, he was, uh, very excited for us to take the company online because he is a mom and pop shop up mm -hmm. in Avenel. Um, and you know, he always says like, I've been in the business for 35 years. Like I'm not changing oh, anything at this yeah. point, you know, you're quoting, you're <laughs> quoting somebody else. I know. <laughs> so he was really excited for the e-commerce, uh, portion of it, which is very foreign to him. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he just knows how to use his cell phone and that's about it. Um, yeah. so, you know, that, that he was very excited about, you know, I, I do find it a little challenging. We kept the the name very similar to his because, um, we did, we, we were type, we were planning potentially for future growth. Like if we did ever want to, you know, have a location up in North Jersey, you know, so we, we tried to keep the same name, but I do feel like sometimes he gets, 
he, you know, he's a little hesitant when we work with certain vendors because he wants to make sure that we're, that we're separate in that mm-hmm. sense. Right. Yeah. So, and, and that has been a challenge. Um, but you know, he loves it. But he you're loves not yeah. choosing to challenge him there. Oh, yes. we definitely are. We it's are. not easy. Just because you're in a family de- business oh. doesn't mean it's easy. Yeah. He fact, thinks it he comes thinks with half a the lot stuff of we, other challenges. Yeah. Yes. And he thinks yeah. half the stuff we do is crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't yeah, know how you're his, doing this. The mentality <laughs> is, you know, he has his mentality. It's always worked for him. Yeah. And, um, you know, so seeing us change things up and, you know, do it differently, um, you know, he loves it. He loves it when he sees that it's working. Um, so he's, he's proud. He's very proud of that. And I think he's happy to see that I'm back to work and, you know, back in, you know, even though I'm not really working for him now, I'm still doing what I love. But you've had, you've had challenges with some of the vendors taking you seriously. Yes. I always had, um, it was always hard for me because I was very young and I think being a female and very young in the business, um, and a lot of the, customers are male because it's also landscaping and it's other things. It's not just like flowers and stuff. So I wouldn't get taken seriously a lot of times. And it was, it was hard. It was, it was upsetting. Um, you know, I had my moments of running in the bathroom crying. It was, (laughs) it was definitely really tough because I think they looked at me as a kid. And so it was, it was difficult. The boss's daughter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sound, sound familiar? <laughs> I think we need to turn our attention to the doctor here. Have, I was just going to say. Like, what does the doctor have to yes. say about our dynamic there's, with our family business? There's actually a lot of literature about um, family business and the psychology behind it. Yeah. Oh, but okay. There's a also of, a lot of TV shows now about that kind of thing. So there I think are, it's just very popular. Topic. It has a family psychology systems. You know, the dynamics are there. and um, But there is a, there are a lot of resources for families. You know, because there are, again, you have not just the business part of it, but you have all the relationship part of it and the dynamics between that. Um, and so, you know, there's there's times where there could be those um, challenges, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but there is a lot out there, um, you know, if you wanted to explore that little self-help stuff. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I love what you shared. We're thank in. for sharing yeah. that. Let's you. do it. Thank you. Uh, so Jalene, um, so I guess I can relate to you ladies definitely a lot about just like, you know, if you can do it, anybody can do it. Um, I've definitely faced a lot of opposition my whole life. Um, I was born in a Dominican Republic in a small part of the country where it's like here it would be considered like Hickville. So, um, coming from there to like where I am now, it's really, really big because, not only are they like 50 years behind where like they still have outhouses and things like that, like they couldn't fathom, let's say, starting your own business or traveling the world or even being an empowered woman, you know, because they're everything you rely on, on a man for everything. And you're just looking for somebody with deep pockets to take care of you. And so to watch somebody like me do the opposite and be like, uh, I take care of my boys, actually, not the like, other way around. Um, not that I have a lot of boys. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Sorry, I meant like Just my nephews. I meant like thing. my nephews and stuff, like <laughs> not boyfriends. Sorry. Yeah, it's for later. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So basically, I've come a long way, and I have a lot you of really good. big um, visions, and um, I've been completing them little by little. You know, I'm just kind of like hacking away at each one, and. Uh, I've noticed a lot of the people that have kind of given me oppositions in the past telling me I couldn't do something, went ahead and 
uh, started their own business. So like, I think they were like, you know, kind of at first fearful for me and then were inspired by that. And that was kind of cool. Like maybe they'll never tell me, but you know, deep down, I know that mm-hmm. you told me I couldn't do it and now you're well, doing it. Well, so. a lot of people <laughs> reflect their insecurities exactly. into people that they see they have the power to do it. Exactly. I, that happened to me as well. And I was like, watch me. Watch so, me. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's just like that. You have to kind of push, but that's awesome. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, as I'm listening, I'm thinking about the importance of representation, right? Because when you're present and when you're doing, then right there you're able to be that model for other women to see that it's possible just by that action, right? So that's one. Um, I supervise. So as a supervisor of, um, you know, psychologists and clinicians, I use that as a platform also, not just to supervise their clinical work, but I talk to them about business. I talk to them about what the real deal is about opening a business, what the costs are. I feel like it's very important. It's not something that you get in your graduate training. In our graduate training, where we are taught to do the work, um, but not how to run businesses. Um, and so I share that information. Um, and I try to, again, spread at this point, I'm in my, I'm going to say it, I'm in my 40s mm-hmm. and I'm feeling really ready at this point in time in my career to be out there more. Um, and so I'm president of the Latino Mental Health Association of New Jersey. Um, you know, I go on panels, I speak at conferences because I think it's important for people in the audience to see me, right? And to see that I'm able to um, represent them um, in this field. And so that's, I guess that would be my answer is just to be it and do it and represent it. Yeah, and have that role model, like seeing like other people, people that... For me, that was also very inspiring. Like, I didn't have too many, like, design or people who did what I did. But I, I found a few. And one is my mom. She's there. <laughs> one of the... But, and, I, and I was, like, watching her work and watching her being creative. But also then finding role models and seeing that we can do it. That was so important. So that's great that you can put yourself... That you're doing that and mm-hmm. getting out there. And So this was probably the question I was most passionate about. Um, When I came into this business out of college, my my mom actually said to my dad, how long are we going to let her do this? (laughs) Because there is no salary when you come into this business. You have to grow your own practice, get your own clients, just like any doctor or attorney would have to do when they start their own practice. So my dad was actually super supportive of me and excited for me to be an entrepreneur. Um, which I try to instill in other women that are interested in this career. And actually, I got, I have a little bit of information. So for financial advisors out there, eight out of 10 are men. Um, and I actually see less representation than that when I'm out in everyday world. So I don't know if that's an accurate stat. Um, and in, in general, there's an, a, tr- a tremendous amount of opportunity in this business that women have no idea about. So I Forbes wrote an article, and I hope it's okay that I share of course. this. They said that the the things that people look for in a good advisor are personalization, expertise, empathy, education, effectiveness, quality interactions, and trust. And like what women that are professional don't have those qualities. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't necessarily trust every man that walks into a room with a full suit on and presenting something, right? So I think women just have this natural ability to be trustworthy and empathetic and really connect with people but they don't look at this career as an opportunity. 70% of women, uh, so, sorry, 70% of widows fire their financial advisor within one year of their spouse dying. 
because they never paid attention to them. It was some guy that walked in the room and had a conversation with the husband, but never addressed that woman's needs. And 70% of those women look to meet with a financial advisor that's a female. So again, just like um, uh, doctor was saying, uh, speaking on panels, I served as the um, chair of the New Jersey chapter of Women in Insurance and Financial Services, going to colleges and talking to women in business programs that this is a great career path that could, um, I mean, you can, the sky's the limit on what you can earn in this business. Um, I think it's so awesome and, and uh, something that there's tremendous, tremendous opportunity. 51% of females are the CEO, CFOs of their households. And 53% of those, 53% of women make all the savings and investment decisions in the house. But why are we not represented in our industry? So I think there's a big opportunity for, for women and definitely challenge um, the status quo in our business. Whoa, I love all that. <laughs> I was like, I have like, to make this short. Down. I don't know what's happening over here, but I'm like sweating. Um, and everybody, and Paolo and Brooke know me very well, but this is like my moment. These moments are like my geek out moments. I won't take Jamie down with me, but there's nothing I enjoy more than watching other people share their passion about what they do. Clearly, I, I like math. What, I don't know what that makes me, doctor. <laughs> There's several things we could talk about offline, doc. Um, but I think just listening to her speak, you know, I think of how many people or how many young women. Uh, my Our business is women-focused. I want to tell you that it's not. But it is because we focus on creatives. Holistically, for the last 16 years, I've been putting people to work in fashion predominantly. That tends to be, in the New York world, a very feminine-driven business with, interestingly enough, not really that supportive of females of a, as a whole, both emotionally, professionally, financially, all the leads. All the leads are way down, okay? Um, and I, I definitely, without question, interview many people that, that really don't know what they want to do. And I give you kudos for putting yourself out there and saying that because for years I've always said that I was not good. I, I was a double major in business and marketing at a school that did not have a fashion pipeline. And I always go back to that school to this day, go back to that school to help creative folks like me try to figure out how to get to the next step. And, but what I would always say, if you're good at accounting, get your CPA anyway. And I would always say that because the truth is, is that's not natural. It's not a natural gift for many people. But what you're doing on the other hand is being like me, but in your world and saying, Hey guys, girls, ladies, like there's a whole other type of career out here that maybe you're not, it's not on your radar. So I give you a lot of really geeked out credit, not just because I like your lipstick that, um, <laughs> That you're, that you're out there showcasing that because I would say many, many, many people at 22 years old, when they do not know what they want to do, they don't know about the options that they can have. And, and it's we scary. Are all entrepreneurial, and sure. They want we, a salary. Right. They want a salary. Well, and also you're coming to New York. Unfortunately, New York, fortunately in New York, unfortunately or fortunately, even now, New York plays a very large conversation in your job choice. Because she costs a lot. She costs a lot. And you can't do it without the salary. So if you don't have that hustle, 
in you naturally, which, you know, not everybody does, it's challenging. But I love what you just said. Love, love. Anyway, sorry. Sorry. I, I, I told you I was sweating. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. No, it's great. It's great. I'm, I'm, I, I'm like, I, I'm, I have no words here. Yeah, maybe I should change my career again. Paula, not to cut you off. I have like an idea, but I need to like. Go ahead. Go. Go ahead. Give it to me. I'll go with you I just feel like, for example, in magazines, in like fashion magazines, the ideal woman, and it's changing. It's like, has to be an actress or a fashion person. But like, I wish there were more representations of someone like you, like us, like like that you can be super fabulous or su super, you know, uh, do this entrepreneurial thing. And but they, don't, I don't think it's represented in like the media. You know what I mean? Like like the type of you, you know I what I mean? I 100% agree right? with you. I think that there's like, a lot we glamour, of breaking down. We glamorize all yes. the things, not this. Well, I think this know, is super cool. I mean, she's cool. a glamorous like, example of financial. Right? Like, right. I don't look at, here's, here's a pre, we all, we're all talking about, when we're not talking about COVID, we're talking about biases, right? Right. So here's a bias. Ready? I'm putting it out there. <laughs> Here I am in my floral outfit on the end. <laughs> look at her. Does she look like she's a financial planner? No. <laughs> that does make it a lot harder in this business too. At, right. At sometimes. When I was saying, younger, oh my God, it was I've, very hard. But I'm saying, you know, we talk about race. We talk about, you know, equality. We talk about equal pay. We're talking about women, but as a woman, mm -hmm. okay, who I am the first to say, I don't see, you know, we're all guilty of saying, I don't see color, all the stuff that we have talked about this year, ad nauseum. Mm -hmm. But the, the microaggressions are sometimes our own. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, I look at her and I think, wow, you know, she should be on more panels because more people should know that you can, diversity. You can be a financial planner yeah. and wear a nice lipstick. I mean, yeah. it's like, I mean, those are the things that you but, know it's, it's, it's happening it's too. Those are challenges. So STEM, you know, science, technology, engineering, medicine, um, they're the majority women right now. My mom was an engineer, so and she was actually an entrepreneur, which is ironic, but. I, that's what I grew up around, so I had a great role model seeing her work. But it is happening, and maybe yeah. to your point, it's just not showcased enough. Yeah, and, it I think and it should be. I think it it's be. so inspiring. It it's I think so inspiring. it's a really good point to our audience to find those mentors who are doing the thing, right? So, for example, my one of my favorite stories about my career is I, I obviously switched and became a recruiter, but when I first started, I was in PR. And that's what I went to school for. You know, I want to go and do like music or like fashion PR when I come out of school. And I went to a school, I went to Michigan, go blue. I like to say that every time Ming, Ming also went to Michigan. Um, they're hanging on in the tournament. Ming and I were talking about that earlier. Thank God. Cause I have them going all the way. Um, so, you know, going to Michigan, you'd think I went to this, you know, huge, enormous, robust state school with all this funding and there wasn't a lot of career path for a traditional kind of creative like me. Now there's a little more, but I work still with them, with students who 20 years later are still having trouble finding ways to shine in career paths that work for them, both traditional and non-traditional. Um, and so when I started, I was in PR and I was in, um, at that time I was in beauty PR and it was an intern, a post-grad intern, because I graduated right after 9-11. And the only opportunity that was available to me at the end of my internship was pharmaceutical PR, which I remember thinking like, who does PR for like 
migraine medication. Like, no thank you. Like, as I wanted to go to school for, I went to school and wanted to do music, PR, and entertainment. And I was like, like, you wanted to rep Lizzo. Yeah, like, wanted to rep Lizzo and, like, stuff her press kits and, like, get her Red Bull. Yet I'm now working on, like, um, a contraceptive and, like, literally, like, a, like, a injectable contraceptive. Okay. This is what I was working on. And I remember going on the interview and the girl who interviewed me, I'll have to send her this after her name is Amy Lenito, was the most fabulous human being. Like, she was, like, gorgeous and had, like, big hair and, like, she was beautiful, and I remember sitting with her. I'm like, "You do pharma PR, this, you know." And I, I, even then, and now, even now, you look at someone and you're like, "You know what? She could do this but, and enjoy it. I'm going to figure but it those out." Those are the things we all have preconceived notions. Yeah, even even. But when, I, ch- I made that choice at that time in my career, and I've obviously made several since. But if you can find those people who inspire you, whether on a panel like this or during a conversation or on TV or at work where you're like, she's doing it. I can do it. Um, at the garden center, anywhere, you know, you pick that person's brain, send them a LinkedIn message, you know, connect to them, make a coffee, a virtual coffee with them. Tell me how you did it because I want to know because you don't look the way that I thought you might, or you're not doing the thing I thought you might do. And I want to learn more about how you got to where you are. And that's, that's one of the reasons we do this because we're giving you a stage to tell whomever's listening. Hi, everyone. Hopefully a lot. Um, <laughs> that this is possible. Anything's possible. So good. Good. And I, then, if I could, if I could just add, I think what yeah. you're talking to is implicit bias. And I just want to say that that gets better when we talk about it. Yep. That oh, gets yeah. better when we recognize yeah. it across whatever we're defining as the areas that we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it's important to be able to say, oh yeah, I did do that. I am yeah. prejudging. I am making this call because if you don't do it and you don't recognize it, it doesn't change. Well, those are right? the silent, those are the silent contributors to the problem that we're having or that we're discussing as a whole. And some of us are contributing and we're the ones that want to change it, change it. So I think it's the, it's the, what did you say? Implicit? Implicit bias. So it's a lot of the implicit, like, you know, for instance, we have three, three, I think you said also Latino. Latino. We have three incredible Latino women on this panel, right? And, and you do you. You raise your voice for your fellow um, uh, Latinos, whether female, male, or everything in between. And I, I commend you for that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I sit there sometimes and I think about all the people I've helped and all the women that we are. I, also, like, I, I, I mean, I, want insp- I think it's also inspiring. It's not only men, women, men. No, it's, I, it's let's everyone. Invi- let's, let's invite everybody to the table. I agree. Let's, I want to inspire everybody. <laughs> I, I agree. I, mean, I don't think, you know, I'm, it's, I'm I, me, 100%. I, I happen to be a female, okay? But I, mm-hmm. I want to inspire my, my, the way that I work, my work ethic, my person. You know, exactly. I think that's, that can be inspiring also for, for a young I, I agree. Wants to get yeah, into, you know, I, I love that you just said that because one of the things that Marissa and I are very passionate about in the work we're doing now with the Dreamcatchers is there is a lot of opportunity to connect, collaborate, you know, network with women in business or moms in business or entrepreneurs. Um, but what we created was an all-inclusive networking community as the Dreamcatchers web, meaning you don't have to be a woman. You don't have to be a mom. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. 
You right. just want to connect with others. So we have guests on our podcast that are everyone, you know, because I think that that's really important to also showcase. Well, you have to belong to something to identify. Then you need to talk about your identification sure. in order to feel normalized and then empowered. And then we have to go back and, and, and get rid of a race or talk down our implicit biases, mm -hmm. which I think is part of the conversation that you were brave enough to bring to light today, Paola, because we all, we all share in some of them, mm -hmm. whether we admit to it or realize not, it or not. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, to that, to Paola's point also, I, I chair women in business program in Morris County. And um, the mission is to propel women to greater professional and personal heights. And we always have women speak. And I said, why can't we have a man speak that also propels women to greater personal and professional heights? So I love that. it doesn't just have to be women empowering women. Like right. men can empower women oh, and, yeah. and we can also empower men. And, oh, and I think that it's just we're all, all having a seat at the table is, is an excellent point. And I think things are more fluid nowadays. Things are we, we look at, yes, men and women and everything. But I feel like there's traits that really inspire it's not about the, the you know what mm -hmm. i mean like i i'm inspired by a lot of men like they're how they do things like how their structure i'm inspired by women but it's more like about the personality the yeah the, the ethic the, and the, the personality ethic, the work the... That, that inspires me so i mean i agree I don't know. <laughs> we should have a guy here talk to you. Yeah, right. Well, we didn't bring a guy on the... Ming, come on down. We didn't bring a guy on our Choose to Challenge panel. I'm feeling a little biased. How do you feel challenged? feeling like I have a little implicit bias in my selection. <laughs> Sorry, Doc. Um, okay. So what I'd like to do to turn the conversation a little, although I love all this, I think this is great. Um, and of course, feel free it. to chime in if there's anything we didn't get to cover as far as challenging in your particular space. But I'd love to switch it a little bit to COVID. And unfortunately, you know, still, a, you know, a very hot topic as much as we would hate to say that it is. Although it feels very normal today, right? We're sitting here with a lovely group of women, no mask. I'd love to hear how it's impacted you, impacted your business right now. Um, obviously, there are certain businesses that are flourishing because of it and others that are, are struggling. So I'd love to hear, you know, how has COVID affected you and your business? And also, just because we are career-minded and that's kind of our passion and our geek-out moment is about jobs and career, if you could share some light about something good that's happening because of it. Maybe you're growing. Maybe you're hiring. Um, you know, we're at the tail end now of the 12th month of this, whatever this is, nightmare that we're all living. Um, but I think there has been a lot of silver linings for a lot of us. We've all kind of shared them here. So tell us a little bit about your businesses. We can start on this end again, um, how it's affected, and also just maybe some positives that are coming out of this. Positives in the right way. Yes. Yeah, right. As positives in the right way. Okay. Not positive tests. Positive things. Uh, <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I think for us, it's caused us to kind of take like a pivot. You know, we were on like one particular path, which maybe at the time I thought was the right path. But um, seeing all the challenges, like, for example, one of the things that we experienced was a lot of our retailers closed. So we had about 20 people, retailers, that closed privately. They're never opening again. Um, not only can we not sell to them, it's more like our personal relationships, like knowing, like, you know, for example, like, oh, this is just a really nice family that now has to figure out how to have an income after they've had this business for 20 years. So that's been a challenge to kind of see that. But... It has brought us, like, 
in a place where we've focused a lot of our attention on giving back and kind of trying to help other people as opposed to just like, you know, business, capitalism, learn, like all the stuff. Instead, we've kind of like really taken a step back and really like asked our community, like, what do you need? How can we help? And um, I think that actually put us on the actual right path, like the right direction. And, um, you know, we are hiring. We do like do like ambassador programs. Um, We still have opportunities for yoga and meditation instructors because now instead of doing a lot of live events, we do a lot of in-home events. So instead, people can hire us to come and do a private thing, and it's a little bit more comfortable for everybody versus, let's say, doing an event with 50 people where everyone's kind of like, you know, not on top of each other, but we're all in the same space, whether it be the beach or in here. Um, So that's been kind of interesting. And it's been really nice to kind of be able to be in a position to still help people, even when, like, you know, a lot of people are struggling. So that's been pretty cool. It's lovely. What about you guys? Um, Well, obviously COVID. Obviously you started it in COVID. So you're like, well. yeah, started in COVID. um, We can only go up from here. (laughs) Like when you have my friends that had twins and then had another kid and they're like, well, you know, you start out hard and then you just get a little, hopefully a little easier as you go. Yeah. The the industry's on fire right now. Um, You know, our, our vendors are, you know, they, they're running out of things. Our, our, planners are back ordered. I mean, it's still... That's one of the harder things yeah. is getting products. Getting products. It, it's still... It's still as... Cha- like, you know, last year, everybody was dealing with a lot of different issues. Um, you know, UPS, everybody was backed up with deliveries. Um, but, you know, this year hasn't slowed down. You know, we're still, we're still seeing the same trend because people are still home and they're still wanting to improve their house, um, go outside... Uh, and garden, you know, with the weather turning, everyone gets so excited to to go outside. Um, but what we did see, you know, we we saw um, a huge demand, especially this past fall, for you know for DIY crafts, mm-hmm. and that's why this spring we actually did launch an official. It's called Garden Party, and it's an official. It's our official craft in a box kit. Um, we're making one for adults and for children. Um, and the idea is that, you know, while our collections right now, if they're shipped to you, um, you do have to garden it yourself, GIY, as we say, instead of DIY. Oh, cute. Um, I like that. <laughs> because you I do like have it. to, like, put the, the dirt... We, we supply everything, but you have to put the dirt in, plant, you know, the, you the seedlings person? in. You still have to do a little we bit. still have to yeah, do yeah, a little okay. bit. Um, okay. But we, we officially we'll made... <laughs> we, we now made a garden party craft kit so it's a little bit more involved um for the are we raffling that today by we the are way? We, we, okay. have the, we have the we have the kids we have the kids craft uh i love you very much uh with us um so the idea is that you know you can get these kits um just for your kids at home or if you're looking for an activity with friends outside you know where it's safe um we do have strawberry masks that the kids can wear um, but they're making handprints on the planter um, with the paint that we supply that looks like strawberries. And then they're planting little strawberries in the planter. Um, and it, and my, one of my friends said, w- will it actually grow strawberries? I said, yes. yes. Yeah, that's the point. 
It's a strawberry plant, but this is again like for someone that's you just not. This is a challenge for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah it's just not. Like, we all wouldn't do what we do if there hope. weren't people out there that needed what yeah. we do, right? Yeah. Like, it, will it grow strawberries? <laughs> like that is like the fundamental question. I was so proud of myself when I grew string beans this summer. I can still like when the actual we sent pictures came out, to each other. We're like, I got another bean. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was good. That, like I reinvented the wheel for real. Yeah, yeah. It's so satisfying and yeah. so rewarding to see your plants uh, deliver for you in a sense, you know, it's yeah. like, um, but yeah, so, so we are doing the kids one and, and the idea is also, you know, times are different. You're not doing the activities with the kids as you used to, like you weren't, you're not going to go to a lot of these places that are indoors with a lot of germs and jump around or if they're even open. Um, so the idea is that this is a way for you to have a birthday party or a little get together with friends and have them outside. Um, you can have the mask if you wish. Um, and they're doing an activity together. Um, so they're coming home with something that they made. And, and they're also now with Mother's Day coming up. This is a great gift for grandparents, for, you know, moms. Um, we're trying to do, um, now we're doing local events, um, right. oh, at, yeah. at places, uh, Oak Hill farms, local line and Red Bank. Um, but that was something that just going back on the COVID, um, it did affect us. The, although things were good, then that was affected because we had a ton of events canceled when this winter started mm-hmm. again, because mm-hmm. everybody was getting nervous and with the holidays coming. So that's when COVID kind of, you know, hit us a little bit and, it was upsetting to have to cancel events, but it was, you know, was something we had to do. But and you every- figured out new ways. You, to you've come yeah. up with creative resourcing, yeah. which I appreciate. And by the way, all of us are sitting here thinking, I love that idea. That's super cute. I want to use it. My head's thinking, how can I use it? Then I'm thinking they could, they could teach a class, the dream catchers. Like there's a million things yes. where my mind starts to go. So, yeah. you know, I commend you for doing that. I also think the doc could probably weigh in on the reason why people really are enjoying what you're presenting is 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 it is a control with a beginning and a middle and an end maybe like when i raised the butterflies last summer oh that's fun and the butterflies flew away i was like look i did something right Mm -hmm. um and i do think and i'm not i do not have any licenses at all um other than being a little bit crazy but (laughs) i i think giving people the opportunity to do something that they can actually see result in a time where people don't feel like they can really do much of anything yes. is a really amazing gift. Yes. Gift. So however it's packaged, strawberry mask or not, yes. I think what you're actually boxing is an opportunity to feel hope and see birth. Yes. So I really like that. Thank you. And Thank you. you. And the, and the adult one, what, what we're finding too, we're doing um, an herb box. And it's for young adults or adults. But what I found, especially among my friends, was that everyone was looking to get together outside, social distance, and but to not just sit around and drink wine, but to actually do something together um, mm-hmm. and to walk home and, and, you know, say, look what I made tonight. You know, and it's and it's like the the paint, the wine and paint yeah, classes, sure. yes. fun girls nights, fun girls nights. And, you know, those places, I don't know if they've reopened yet because they are indoors. But, you know, this is something that's fun and outside and. And again, everyone is, is cooking so much that, you know, you're actually, you're using it. And I, I, one thing I don't, I always hear this from our customers is, um, they're like, oh, I'm so happy to have a, a planted herb garden because the basil I buy at ShopRite, you know, dies in two days. And it does because it's, you know, not the same type of products. So it's just nice to have something that 
will just as you use it, it just keeps, you know, it keeps great growing. Yeah. My husband's in the audience and I can see him perspiring because now he knows what we're doing this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Gardening. He's like, oh God, now we're going to plant basil. <laughs> She's got me doing all sorts of things. I love that. Um, okay. Does anyone have anything else to chime in there? Do you want to answer that question? Anyone else? Yeah. Like yeah. how it has affected you and you, you went already. Okay, go ahead. Um, so for COVID, um, we really had to completely rework how we provided our services, right? So we were an in-person, uh, health services mm-hmm. office. Uh, so people came to us for their therapy, for their assessments, um, for their yoga therapies, for their Reiki's, um, and then COVID happened. And luckily I had gone to a conference just within the few months before on teletherapy. So I had a little bit of a baseline knowledge. Um, but we were, we, we, it took us a few months. We had to get, you know, the right platforms, the HIPAA compliant platforms. Um, I have a staff of 10 clinicians. And so it was also taking care of them. Um, you know, what their needs were, how they felt about this transition. Um, so it was bumpy, definitely mm-hmm. bumpy at the beginning. Um, and then we leveled. We got our platforms. We got our stride as to how to provide the therapy. We definitely had patients that didn't love it, you know, and who said, I want to come in person. And um, I was on top of just following the guidelines um, and didn't open until we kind of got the green light from um, the guidelines, as well as talking to um, looking at the American Psychological Association guidelines and um, and checking in with my clinicians again, who's comfortable coming in. Um, and then there was cost, right? So um, really expensive air filters, all the PPE. Um, and so we grew and we had to change and we had to kind of really adapt. Um, but I think the business is really strong right now, you know, and I always say, when you increase access, you can't do wrong. Mm-hmm. And so now you have telehealth and that's increasing access. So I love that. Um, we do have people who come in person and then we have patients who still prefer telehealth and we're completely fine with that. Um, and so our referral numbers have grown because the population has grown as far as need, unfortunately, because of the pandemic and all that that's brought out for people. Um, there's, there's more need for that mental health support. Um, but also because of having to have added that telehealth component, it's also allowed a greater access for individuals to connect to, um, to treatment. So I have a question. Yeah. Does your practice take insurance? It does. Yeah. So I find that a lot of people are still hesitant about mental wellness, which I'm a huge advocate for. Yeah. Um, Also another implicit bias. Um, But I I think that people are hesitant because of the costs. Yeah. I think telemed for your industry is phenomenal. Actually, telemed, tele everything Mm -hmm. for all of us. There's nothing like in person. Listen, I feel vital. Like, reinvigorated when I leave here today. Then also I like, have to sleep till Sunday because I got dressed and went out and it's like, I can't even, I can't <laughs> like even recalibrate. Um, but there's nothing like in person, but the ability to say, you know, I have a splinter and I need a doctor to see it. And you don't have to take someone out of school at 2 PM if they're in school, you know, all yeah, the real right. stuff. Hypothetically, but, but Marissa. Hypothetically, the fact that, you know, anyone at any time can have access to something that in the world prior to COVID 
wouldn't have is yeah. actually, I like what you said, it was bumpy. I believe after the bumpiness of this year, and I've said this in many conversations, once everyone gets lucid again, what has changed for our culture and our society will be phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And we would never have gotten there without it. Yeah. yeah and I think there might be some things that you offer that you would have now started to offer because of the pandemic and will continue to offer even when you're right. fully I mean, why operational. Yeah. I, and I'd like to say just as consumers, right, because we are, we're consumers of our health services that our voice needs to be heard because for the insurance companies, they're covering it now, but they haven't made a commitment to continue to cover telehealth services permanently. None of them have. So they continue to do another six months or, you know, give us another deadline. So, you know, as consumers, that's something that you can also vocalize and saying that we want telehealth to we stay. We want telehealth to stay. Um, we because again, it's greater access. Yeah, directly to the camera. Here, right? Yes, 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 yes. They're listening somewhere. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, how people go to the gym uh, yeah. to take care of their body. There should be now gyms for for yeah. mental, for your head, for your head. Well, we're not so separate. It's not like this brain is over there and the body's here. Yeah. It all works together. When you have a stomach ache, guess what? That signals to your brain. When you're anxious, guess what? That signals to your stomach, Wait, right? I didn't know that. I, all I, works I had together. no examples of that over the course of the last year, Doc. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, you know, we call actually the gut the second brain because there's so many neural pathways there. So, you know, taking care of our minds, our thoughts, our behaviors, our anxieties, our depressions really is about taking care of our overall health. Yep. I love all this. Mm -hmm. um, I guess it's my turn. So uh, the firms that my four partners and or three partners and I had come from are all very old institutions, old ways of doing things. And so we were a, a year ahead of COVID when we set our firm up and did everything very like forward thinking. Mm -hmm. um, we're young. We can adapt very quickly to technology. Um, I personally work with physicians throughout the entire country because they're residents and then they go off to wherever they're going to you know, become attendings. So I've been using Zoom for a, a very long time with those uh, clients, but clients in the area I'd always driven to. And I remember it was like, I think it was March 8th or March 13th. I was headed to Flemington to close a, a client's case. Uh, it was a uh, an hour there. It would have been an hour of meeting and talking and an hour back. So it would have been three hours. And I got on my Zoom up here in Bellworks and I opened my computer and within eight minutes I closed the case and I was like, what have I been doing with my life this whole time? And I have, I've, I'll, I'll start crying. I've missed so many moments with my kids over mm -hmm. the last, you know, eight years of their lives um, because I've been driving around, meeting with people, such a waste of my time. And to get those moments back, to be more productive with the clients that I work with, I can fit in so many more clients now. And I can be home for my kids and I can do some of that from home. So that's my silver lining. Um, and then in terms of our growth, we went from, I think, eight advisors to 21 advisors. And we have about 200 brokers throughout the country that work with us. So other advisors that tap into our resources. And I think this was a great opportunity for us because they were in they're in those old institutions, too. And they weren't getting the love that they felt that they should be getting. And for the cost that it is, because they're, you know, they're giving up some of their their revenue to, to be in these institutions that are no longer providing housing for them. They're no longer providing resources. They're not in their office. And so when we came to, to build what we did, we're bringing in all these resources from all these different places where they can hop on. We, we I, I left a, a meeting that we were running an education seminar right now. Um, that's been amazing for our growth. And I don't think that an older company 
would have been able to adjust as easily as we did. And we were just young and stupid enough to, to make the move when we did. But it was hindsight, you know, I, I look back and I'm so grateful that we did what we did because we were, it was the right time. But then also being at Bellworks has given us the ability where people can come and go safely and have a place to call home and have an organization to feel like they're part of a community. So we're very grateful for Bellworks for a little Bellworks plug. Um, and that's why we're expanding here as well. well I, I, I agree with you. I think Bellworks has done, and, and we've said this to Paula uh, a thousand times, this is a place where you don't feel the way I feel, or we don't feel the way I feel everywhere else. Mm. And, and I commend you, your team, the building, the vibe. It is just like, it's as normal as it gets and as safe as normal allows. So mm. I think it really is um, a healing experience working here and being here. Um, and I, I agree with you a thousand percent, a thousand percent. And I think you touched on something that we didn't all get to touch on that we've all talked about ad nauseum as some of us are working mothers. The pandemic has allowed normalizing a working mother's strife. Mm -hmm. So we no longer have to hide just how, insert curse word here, hard it is to do all the things. And now we can actually live out loud without shame and actually smile. Yes, I do it all. Yes, I do it all. And that I think in and of itself is without question priceless. And even though I have had a boatload of anxiety this year, if you were to ask me today, would I do this all again for that freedom? Thousand percent. Yep. I, I, I say this all the time, especially to my husband, like I, used to feel guilty working from home and I feel I felt the judginess you know or I felt I felt it through the screen through the phone whatever it was and here I am I'm like and I I've, we've always had our pairs and nannies I don't even see my kids when I'm home I'm in a different office maybe I get to see them at lunch but I'm working a far longer day than anybody else that's driving around New Jersey meeting with on meetings so I'm getting so much more work done at home and before I, I felt that that yeah. The, the, um, it wasn't okay. And yeah. now, now I'm, I'm free. And yeah. I, I, it's We're such free. a, it's We're such free. a gift. And we I'm broke so, out. I'm so happy about it. So, so yeah, it, it just that, makes it okay. That in China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it freed us all. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've been saying this for many years when I moved down to this area, which we all can, you know, we, we may have some things in common, this panel and others we don't, but one of the things we have in common is that we discovered or returned to or embraced this area that we call home or home away from home for those that commute here. But when we moved here and you're opting in to an hour and a half commute to the city like I was and Marissa was for many years, I would say to even her, who's my sister and my partner and my friend, I'm like, I'm only going to go in once a week. Because the days I go in, I'm commuting for a, literally a third of my day and I can get so much more done from home. And I have those arguments with my old school dad in business for 45 years. I don't get it. Like, how are you? And I would say, I know I can do this. And I would look in the mirror and I'd say, I can do this better from home than I could do it while commuting to the city. And even my sister disagreed with me at the beginning. And I would say, if I'm not getting in my desk until like close to 11 and then leaving at five so I can get home before bedtime, how is that effective in my day? 
And so I opted. I was maybe young and stupid enough to do it a little earlier on. And now finally, I feel free. Like the world caught up to me. My dad, even my, my sister, everybody that has ever worked for us is like, wait a second. Thank you to Zoom. Thank you to Zoom and to all these platforms. Because all of a sudden I'm like, I can do this from home. And so can everyone else. And now there's really no excuse. And I get to be there for drop off, pick up, you know, well, now pick and up. granted, now we have the other end of the... Yeah, we have the other we end of it. No, we don't stop at all. I was going to say, it's there all about no, balance. Now there's, there's no balance. It's, it's balance. There's definitely... We work at home. There's no boundary. There's no boundary. I'm on a call. I'm cooking dinner. But I do feel fortunate that we are seen now. And maybe yes. we all continue to be seen in my, our industry. My ideal work week would be work from home Monday, work at the office Tuesday through Thursday, work from home Friday. Yeah, I, I'd see my kids so much, but I need to get out of the house. Yeah, and I need same. to see my partners, and I yeah, need I'm to. Yeah, like oh, I have to go to Bellwork today, well, get dressed. Nothing, like bye. Sometimes working from home, it's there's a fine line. The normalizing of our freedom is priceless. However, I do like to go to work. Yeah, I yes. do like to go I to work. I, I was like looking to forward to, to today because I, I knew I had somewhere my, to go. I, I miss the ability. I miss my ability to be like, I'm rushing. I'm going to miss the boat. I'm just going to get in the coffee. Oh my gosh, I'm running to the subway. Like anything that had to do with me and my journey, I miss. Well, you're talking about those moments where that's all that's on your mind yes. versus that when you're at home, you've got everything. Everything's on your mind. And all those other sounds right. you hear yeah. back there, right? Yes. So it's the nice dishwasher being, running, yeah. I could leave behind. And I think that's going to be the future, a combination of working on your own at home, having the look, you know, being in your sweatpants and comfort. Sure. But then also coming, because we are social people. people. We want, mm -hmm. I love seeing people. I love working with my team and dressing up, doing something for yourself, seeing other people. I think that's going to be a combination, you know, solo working at home and group working here and that's why for design and everything that we do here at Bellworks we want to make it homey we want to make it cozy because you have that at home we want to want you to feel so good here it's so the best the best you've done best. you've done a brilliant job and you'll do it again in Chicago yeah. and wherever else you guys go next <laughs> so we like to wrap with a couple of fun questions the first um, just in the interest of time we can do it in tandem it feels like they're a little separate but let's just answer together The first is we love to hear everybody's mantra. We think mantras and just, you know, um, affirmations and intention and all of that is super important, obviously, as women and, and entrepreneurs and bosses and moms and all the things. I'm guessing just based on now getting to know you all a little bit, I'm sure everyone has something that they kind of believe or stand by or listen to or what does your gut intuition say? So I'd love to hear your mantra. And then the second thing I'd love to hear from everybody is our our second favorite question to the what did you want to be when you grew up, which is our question about your brand crush. So we all, I think, have a huge brand crush on Bellworks um, of a company, of a business, of a, you know, entrepreneur, a fellow, you know, female founded, whatever it may be, that is either rescued you in this pandemic, that you as a business owner look to for inspiration because we love to shout those out on this panel. We then tag them and share the love, whether local or not, or in Bellworks or not. So I'd love to hear your mantra and I'd love to hear your brand crush. So two different things, but feel free to answer together, separate at the same time. But we can start here because I know you haven't talked a lot in the last couple of minutes. So I'd love to hear from you um, first. So our mantra is love wins. 
And it's basically, um, it's probably been best this year because a lot of people are in a lot of weird places and don't necessarily always react the best way. So if I always keep that in the forefront and then the people on our team keep that in the forefront and just remember to always follow through with love and to just know that to not take things personally. So, you know, so if we can move in a way where we're always doing the best that we can and then know that others are doing what they can do, um, even if it's not necessarily presenting in the best way, we can get the best possible outcome for that scenario. So um, it's been working so far, and I think that's what we're going to stick with uh, moving forward as I well. I like that. Before you give us your brand crush, by the way, I did want to mention, this is my, my shameless plug for our raffle. We have a few people on our panel today that have donated something for our raffle. Marissa and I will donate as well. Um, so anyone out there, here or on Facebook, that can name everybody's mantra as soon as this is over, wins a beautiful, amazing, lovely prize. So just putting that out there. The first you can, person. The first person. So if it's in the audience here, because we do have a live audience today, which is kind of lovely, or the first person, and maybe we can do two. We, we can, if you're at home and you're the first person to comment on our Facebook, either on Bellworks or on the Dreamcatchers, with all the mantras from all of our guests, you win a prize. So the first one is love, love wins. wins. I like that. Okay. And so tell us your brand crush as well. Um, so my brand crush, I would say is Mala Asana. It's owned by a woman named Morgan. And I just really love the way she presents herself in the community. And she's always trying to uplift women and give back and she's a mom. And so it's just really awesome to just see someone that has such a busy life, always still focusing a lot of her energy on helping other people. Um, because I kind of think we're all in this together. And if we don't use what we can to help others, like it's, I don't think it's not only wrong, but it's just kind of like, what, what's the point? What's like, the point? you know, like if, if you're going to sit here and, and, and be someone that's like, just going to like look on top of everybody else, like it's, I don't know. I just don't really feel like that's what, what we're here for. Mm -hmm. And I just love like, just the way she she incorporates helping other people while still living like you know her mom life and still running her business so she makes these awesome malas that are are great for people in the yoga community and stuff and so yeah that's my brand crush for sure i like it good one good one so personal mantra or business mantra doesn't matter either one <laughs> whatever you'd like to share let oh. your mantras fly what? Let, Let your mantra slide. Oh. <laughs> give it, give it to us, all of it. Um, I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm always changing mine, but at the moment, um, I'm going to do a British plug because my husband's British. But the whole keep calm and carry on, I, you know that that for me with you know the way this year has worked out, um, you know I'm trying to just stay calm, stay focused, and just you know keep going. Um, so that's you know what I you know, at the moment and feeling, um, obviously with our business, it's, you know, create something beautiful right now because of our new, our new craft, uh, kit, but, um, and for out for my brand crush, I would say it would be the sill. I love, I love the community they built. Um, I love their online presence. Um, I just, you know, I love everything that they're doing and, and, uh, their, their blogs. Um, you know, they're someone, they're a company that, I are really inspirational to me. And, you know, I hope that we can deliver to our customers what, what they deliver, but, you know, us do it in the herb and, and garden way, you know, they're, uh, indoor plants. Love it. But, um, but I love, I love everything about them. So 
Yeah, that was be mine. <laughs> um, and I guess uh, my mantra, what I was going to say, sounds silly coincidentally, but always grow. Um, I just feel like, um, you know, I didn't, I kind of thought that I was going to just stop and be a mom and uh, not really, you know, not really continue working and, and doing what I love. And I pushed myself to, you know, keep growing and keep doing other things and not just stay home. And I'm happy that I did. And having a daughter uh, now, I hope that she can be, you know, be whatever she wants and learn from me. I hope I'm a good role model. Um, and my brand crush has to be my friend Carla at Oak Hill Farms. Uh, she's amazing. I'm not sure if everyone's familiar. I'm she was sure actually, she was on our um, panel yes. in, a yes. few months ago. Yes. yes. Um, so she is a, she's amazing. She works so hard. Her product is amazing. It's stuff that, I mean, we love. I buy all her stuff. She's spicy just, honey. Yeah. Oh the, my gosh. Oh, my favorite. Spicy honey. My favorite. And the busy um, honey has seen me through the winter. Yes. Yep. <laughs> she is. She's just great. Uh, so she's, she would have to be my brain crush. And we do a lot. We've done um, some collabs with her and we have two events coming up with her. So wonderful. Uh, lo- she's great. She's we love working yeah. with her. I love that. And she's right down the, the road. Yeah. And you know, I just wanted to intersect just for a moment about what you were saying, because you've mentioned it a few times. Um, while you were talking about that you thought you were going to stop working and you went back to work. And, you know, one of our guests a couple of weeks ago on our podcast said a mantra that we loved and or we it was I don't know if it was her mantra or just something that we talked about, which is your passion is your purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. And so often as women, we feel whether it's just this archaic, I don't know, preconceived notion that your purpose in life is to be a mom. And yes, I'm super passionate about being a mother. I love my boys and I love being a mommy, but that's not my purpose in life. And I think that that's something that I learned over the course of my thirties probably, or, you know, my life that I have other passions and that's okay. And that you can have more than one to find what your purposes are. So I give you a lot of credit for going back to work and ripping off that band aid because it's hard to do. So, um, I could get emotional. I'm going to get emotional. (laughs) I love my kids, but you know, like they're not my only purpose. (laughs) And what about on this side, your mantras, your brand crushes? Well, let it out. Yes. Right. I'm feeling it. The doctor's like, just cry in my lap. I'm I'm not supposed to get that close to you, but I'm going to put my head in your lap. Um, (laughs) It's happening. So I was, I was trying to think, I really don't have like a go-to except that I remember. Let it out is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Let it out is a good one. Um, I have said to myself today is the day. And I think about it both personally, as well as in, uh, even for my patients or prospective patients, which is, you know, um, you need help, today is the day. You need to change, today is the day. You know, just to have that as that reminder that in order for us to move from point A from point B, we need movement, right? So um, so I connected to that. Um, brands, um, again, I feel like, I don't know, my little psychology mind doesn't think like that. But um, I think I'm going to plug Bell Health, to be honest, because yeah. that to me, I think I love the model of it. It's integrative, like my practice, right? So the idea of Bell Health is, hey, you come here, we have it all. We have, you know, um, an urgent care center. We have psychology, mental health. Um, we have chiropractic. We have dermatology, right? So I love that health model um, for patients because, again, it increases access, right, and ease. So I think I'm going to go with that one. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> um, Shameless plug and a brand crush. Both. Love it. 
So our mission statement, slightly stolen from Boy Meets World, if you'll, if you'll remember back, um, is do good with good people. And we make nearly every business decision based around that mission. Um, since COVID started, we started doing like happy hours virtually, DJed happy hours. We did a belly flop contest for kids with cancer. Um, and we just started Fortis Foundation. So we direct um, donations towards community-based 501c3s. Um, so that's something that we're just very passionate about. Um, my brand crush, this was so hard and I couldn't think of one, um, besides Bellworks, but I'm, I'm thinking like, cause we have this sister thing going on. So my cousins are a little bit of an inspiration to me. They, they're four sisters. They all served, um, going through West Point and ROTC, uh, served in Afghanistan. And when they came back, they were actually on uh, Shark Tank. And they, they got funding and they started the brand Stella Val. Their moms are very, really awesome, awesome women. And so maybe I'll recommend them to you to come speak on a panel. But they're very that. cool. And um, all their brands are, it's all about like inspire, inspiration and, um, you know, like women, may we be them, may we love them, may we raise them, stuff like that. So it's, it's What's something the brand that I called? love. Stella Val. Yeah. Love it. Did anybody, did we not get a chance to, to t say anything that you wanted to say? Anything we didn't get a chance to cover? I know we've talked a lot, a lot of things. Anything anybody else wanted to say or plug or shout out? Paula, did you have any other questions for our audience? Oh, I, think, I think this was well, great. Well, this was yeah, awesome, you guys. Yeah. And I I personally, Marissa and I talk I'm about so, this all I'm the time. I'm super inspired by So you. inspired. Yeah. I think I'm going to visit everybody. <laughs> you know, and, and we... I'm not, I'm not a psychologist, but I, I always say talking with others and spending my time with women, not all women, doesn't have to be women, but other professionals who do something they love, it's healing for me and it's really inspiring for me, especially in this year, to like spend my time. So I'm so grateful to Bellworks for giving us this opportunity to have these monthly conversations. And thank you to a shared universe yeah, and, and Ming for and doing our sound. Ooh, and uh, thank and you everyone for being audience. here today and, is, and our and live audience. And so feel before and we wrap like vitality. Does, yes, before Jamie, we wrap, but anybody? Thing, yes, go ahead. This is a great way to give back too. The, what we're doing, talking about all these topics. Totally, uh, it is. It's inspiring. a way to give back. This is a way to 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 give back to the community, and this is what Bellworks is about. And I'm I'm very happy we get to do this every month. Me too. Me really. too. Anybody in our audience want to enter our raffle? No pressure. Okay. So we're going to do it digitally. Oh, I do want to say for, for the doctor and I, we also are proud prep parents. And um, I give a, a, the prep is a, a beautiful uh, school, uh, arts and, and theater and singing and acting focused school that has done an incredible job um, keeping our children focused on their dream chasing. Uh, virtually, they've expanded tremendously, and because of them, our kids have had some fulfilled hours of joy. Um, and when I saw her before, I recognized her right away, so it was nice to reconnect, and I'm thankful to the prep that my daughter still has her singing voice. I, I definitely agree um, with that uh, professional performance prep. That's my little one who's in the audience here today. Um, and they're female owned as well, actually. Yeah, so we, we give a, we have to give them a shout out yeah. and they're, and they're local. Yeah, with, they're with, local. With global arms, just like Absolutely. Jamie and I. All right. Well, thank you everyone for being here and for your brand crushes. That's my, one of my favorite, my personal favorite question. 
Um, and I think that's it. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you, Bellworks. Thank you. Thank you, Dreamcatchers. So good, ladies. Wait, nice you guys, work. I'm obsessed with all of you. Obsessed. <laughs> I'm like really, I don't know who I like most. <laughs> I know.